0: Welcome to the red half of sheffield this is a sheffield united podcast by two american blades fans my name is noah snyder and i am joined as always by the man the myth the legend chad jarvis and how you doing this tuesday afternoon chad Do you have a nice labor day weekend
1: oh uh, yeah it wasn't bad um it, it was not bad watching the blades finally get off the schneid and uh get one point on the board and then um a little little college athletics worry my life on saturday afternoon straight away after i after i did the watch along it was a, made for a long saturday but no it, the the mo good majority of the weekend was fine i just hung out but uh yeah enjoyed it how was yours noah
0: well, I wanted to ask you first, did your beloved Bulldogs win their opening match of the season?
1: Yes, they did. They won forty-eight to seven. So that's eighteen games in a row and thirty four out of the last thirty-five games. So yeah, they're off to a pretty good start to start this season and see where we'll end up.
0: The the first game of a college football season for, you know, ostensibly one of the best teams in in the country is always like kind of like a fluffer game right it's always like yeah. an easy easy yeah. team you know nobody's th- that's gonna be anywhere near the AP top 20 right
1: yeah exactly usually um that will probably be fading away as of next year in the coming years to where college athletics turns more into the pros and they just played the best of the best every week so um, yeah you enjoy these ass kicking games while you can. Because it's a fun time to go down, have a few beers, hang out with some good people, and just enjoy some football. For it, get serious, and then uh, I'm like shitting bricks for the middle of <laughs> October to would hopefully inevitably be another championship in the middle of January.
0: Fingers crossed for you. I don't really follow college football, but uh, you know, I I have, because of you, I have a soft spot in my heart for. Uh, Dumb dogs dogs.
1: Yeah. There you go. There you go.
0: So uh my weekend was good. Uh had my my two-year anniversary with my partner on Friday, had a lovely meal. Uh watched, he got up at 4 30 a.m. in order to watch United. My partner was not happy with me at all. Um, she was just like, keep it fucking quiet, Noah. <laughs> and- <laughs> Um, so, you know, the good news is that I can watch with headphones on my big screen TV. So um, I I didn't celebrate too, too loudly when, when we got both of our goals, but, um, yeah, overall great weekend went to the galaxy game on Saturday and proceeded to watch arguably the most boring game of football. I think I've ever seen. I think the galaxy had like two chances all game. It finished nil nil took my dad to the game and he looked like he turned to me after the game. He was like, is that how it goes most of the time? And I was like, No, no, no. Nil nils are pretty rare in MLS. Like this doesn't happen that often. And he was just like, Oh, so it was just our luck. And you know, I, I did like kind of apologize for for the shit football on the field. But you know, we got to see Billy for about thirty minutes. The problem was was Galaxy just could not find him. You know, I mean, they weren't playing him any balls over the top. Nothing that he could like seize onto and and eat up. You know. Um, and as a result, uh, he didn't have a shot on on net, and yeah, game finished nil nil. But anyway, regardless of that, it was an, it was a nice weekend. Um, but I don't know. Like now we go another two weeks without without football, and I'm going to miss it. Well, without United football, I should say. I've got international football, but yeah, yeah. it
1: well. kind of does suck. I mean, you just get right into the swing of things, and then we stop. Um, I believe yep. over here in the states you can we can watch our beloved Wrexham play. Um I think their game is on ESPN Plus over here. So if you're churning for some League Two football, um the greatest team in the history of the world is on. Um but yeah, we will have to wait, as you mentioned, about two weeks to see uh United go against Mighty Spurs man it's yeah it, it's a hard one to take and i think we got one in the middle of october too don't we october and november yeah
0: yeah yeah there's two international breaks in two months and yeah i mean look it breaks up you know the it's a nice break for us because mm-hmm. we don't have to record a pod next week but at the same time you know i like the the routine of it all you know yeah, right? like every weekend you look forward yeah. to another game but Um, Yeah, this breaks it up. This breaks it up for sure. How'd you feel that United did on Saturday, Chad? What was your perspective from the watch-along seat on Chef United Way?
1: Um, I I mean, I I thought we performed well. Um, I don't know how the hell we didn't score at the end. Um, Right. But Jordan Pickford kept it out and, and... Always oh, even, I think it was e- as even as they get. I mean, I think Everton had a bit more possession than this, but not much. I mean, I think it was a fair result. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, t- you take a point, but it, it almost feels like, damn, you had three points again. Probably you were the hand of Jordan Pickford away from taking all three points, and it's like, damn, man just ruin all these chances at the beginning of the season and inevitably is gonna just pile up and hopefully it doesn't but, end up killing us at the end here here's
0: the positive takeaway okay we have improved every single week so far this season you know I mean we got the right players in you know we're past the deadline day the transfer deadline day and you know once you, you know we get mac attack in that midfield, um, I think we're going to be, you know, even more greatly improved, you know, to the chance, like to, to the point where we may have a chance against Tottenham at getting something out of that game. Yeah. Maybe, maybe.
1: I mean, <clears throat> the whole thing is, is, you know, obviously everybody's going on an international break and, you know, hopefully knocking on wood, no one, comes back with an injury and whatnot, and then it screws up the, the side. But, you know, maybe maybe towards the back half of next week when we start to train before the Tottenham game, we can build a little bit more of that cohesion into the side. And, yeah, you know, give Tottenham, who we've been known to uh, do over, you know, a couple of times, maybe shock the world.
0: Yeah. I mean, notably they're without Harry Kane now. And I mean, I think there's still a strong side. I th- still think they're a side that's going to finish top half of the Premier League this year, but um, yeah, I mean, we could give it a go. We'll give it a right yeah. go. Well, getting back into the Everton game, um, I agree with you. think it was, you know, a decent overall performance. The two goals were just brief lapses in judgment from defenders, uh, notably George Baldock, who, did not have the greatest game in a United shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, he was decent going forward. He he picked out a couple of nice passes throughout the game. But, yeah, at the same time, um, defensively, just kind of left a lot to be desired and was probably at fault for not one but both of the goals.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um... I mean, the second goal, you could say, was a complete defensive breakdown from top to bottom, from from the midfield all the way to our back five, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody on that second goal played well. Um just everybody got kind of got beat like a drum on that one and it was just a, really an easy goal if you you know, you go back and look the ball comes in and scoop home and it's just like, "Wow. That is um something we haven't seen us get beat on a lot over the last couple of seasons, you know?" Yeah. You know, yeah. our our defensive our defensive frailties are kind of showing up in this this division this year that um is a bit shocking considering where we thought we would be with our two stalwart defenders and they look like they need to be in league in the championship they don't need to be anywhere um in this league you know i mean, yeah. it's just it's just based on how they played over the beginning matches of the season
0: yeah and i mean look you I, you know it's been said multiple times over multiple content creators, but uh when Ahmed Hadzic moved into Egan's spot after he came off with the injury, you know, it it looked like we were improved defensively.
1: Yeah. That's that's uh that's a shock to say too, especially Johnny Squarehead Egan. I mean he's been in this league before. He knows how to how this league goes just for him to uh be that I don't know, susceptible in defense. He just looks like he's, he's, I don't know, if he's getting taken advantage of or just it's like he's not playing the ball right. I don't know. Yeah, it does looks it does look like something's off with Egan this year, though. I'm just drawing my own conclusions from what you know, his body language and whatnot. He doesn't look like he's being much of a leader out there either. Yeah, I, I think
0: you have a good argument to make there. Um, you know, like perhaps the the weight of the uh, captain's armband is weighing heavy on Egan in this early uh, early part of the season. And you know, like I mean, this has been said by Bladespot. It's been said, I think, by Chef United Way. Um, I think Top Club might have even mentioned it. You know, like coming into this season, if if you had said like our one of our biggest problems was going to be our defense, I mean, I think most people would have laughed you out the room.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, that was like one of our most solid uh, uh, positions was center back last season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and our defense was great last season at times. Yeah. So, I mean, we're really just kind of discovering, you know, that jump in, co- in quality um, really was enough to kind of do our defense over here uh, in the early part of, of the year.
1: And that's what I wonder too, you know, because – I'll echo the same that everybody said. Jackie Longthrow's towing the line this year in defense. And you could you could go down on, I'm sure, the internet to how many people, when we got promoted, were like, oh, Jackie Longthrow's got to come out. He's going to be a liability. He's going to be terrible. We've got to find somebody to replace him. The dude has just solidified his – we brought in a defender – to replace him and he can't get in the side because yeah. he's got such a stranglehold on it. Now yeah. I, I I don't know if it, if it boils down to just heck he's like, well, shit, we brought in trusty. We might as well throw him in a couple of games, but if trusty goes out there and sucks a bag of ass, I mean, you can't not think, but to put Jackie Longto back in there, don't unseat something that works. Well, at
0: at present, you know, it's still Robinson's shirt to lose. I I mean, I, you know, trusty got the cup game. Um, From what I heard, I didn't see a minute of it. Didn't really put a foot wrong. But, you know, by the same token, I mean, it's Robinson's shirt to lose. And until he has a a string of poor games, and I don't mean just one, you know, off game, a a string of poor games, I, I really don't see him coming out the side.
1: No, no, me either. Yeah, I think he's in there for majority of the season.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, let's get into this one. Really, it was a feeling out process to start it. Um, first real attempt on target came in the 10th minute as United went a free kick after Banthwaite commits a hard foul on Hamer down the right-hand side. Norwood takes the free kick, and it's a free header for Egan. He gets it on target this time, which is remarkable in and of itself, um, but – It's right into Pickford's arms, and you know the save is super easy. But look, I mean, little incremental steps. He he got a shot on target.
1: He is got a shot. He got (laughs) a shot. (laughs) I mean, yes, slowly but surely he's getting it dialed in. So like ten years from now, he'll finally actually score. But I mean, it was probably the softest header from a corner. You could possibly hit. I mean, it didn't even, like, Pickford was like, really, this is all you got? Okay, I'll just take this.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, the interesting part of it was, you know, he was unmarked. I mean, if he chests it down to his foot, I think he probably has a better opportunity to to score, to just try to lift it roof, you know, to, to, to roof it, basically. But yeah, hindsight's always twenty isn't it? Mm-hmm. 12th minute great interception from Hamer in the midfield who plays through Archer who just doesn't have the pace to go one on one Um, defense gets back he ends up taking a shot that's kind of blocked out there 13th Norwood has a shot from outside the box that misses to the right 14th minute Decoré passes for Beto who drives to the D has a shot that is blocked by Robinson and out for a corner and then we come to their first goal. Same 14th. Ashley Young takes the ensuing corner, finds Onana, who heads it towards the net. Finds Decore, who has a shot that is saved really, really well by West, but he just saves it right onto Decore's foot, and he just kind of touches it over the line. But it's poor defending there, like we said, particularly from Baldock. He's just kind of st- stood still, rooted to the ground. Um, he completely loses Decore after the the corner comes in. It's headed by um, Onana. And everyone froze. Like, everyone froze when that ball was headed towards the net. Um, Not cleared out. United go down uh, 0-1 kind of early on in this one. Your thoughts, Chad?
1: It was, um, as you said, a defensive last by Furious George. And then um, Wes did his best Aaron Ramsdale impression and saved it but pushed it right back out. And uh, as soon as I saw it come back out, I was like, damn, we're going to go down. Um, but i mean i mean just a defensive lapse as as we said leading into this just one of those head scratchers and be like what the hell are you guys doing man and it i mean honestly at at none of the points in this game where you know like everton go ahead i didn't feel like we were in immense trouble i didn't feel like Oh no, we're not going to get a goal. Like I felt okay. I was like, damn, we just conceded, but we could go at any and level this game up. Cause as much as Everton's, you know, midfield killed it on Saturday and even uh, their new stri- striker, Beto, he, he came in, he looked a dangerous threat to up front and, I just felt like United kind of were almost like plotting their next move and we're like, we got this. Yeah, we, we messed up and we conceded a goal, but we're going to get right back in this thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I, I mean, 1-0 didn't look like game over. It looked like there were going to be more goals at that moment, and sure enough, there were. 18th minute, Everton came again, this time on the break. Decore sprung Dan Juma, only two back for United. It was a four-on-two break, looking like we might concede again, but some decent defending from Egan, and it's blocked out for a corner. 20th minute, LaRucci intercepts an errant pass, and with pace drives into the Everton box. Um, It's a shot that is safely saved by Pickford, like very... I don't know. Very easy. One of the easiest, I think, that Pickford will save all year. Uh, both McBurney and Archer in the box. And, you know, the chance goes as quickly as it came. I don't know why he didn't try to pick out one of the strikers there, tried to go it alone, um, put it on his left foot. But yeah, I mean, just the decision making from LaRucci in this game was poor. Really, really poor. And obviously, reflected by the fact that he was subbed off like relatively early into that second half.
1: Yeah. Um, I believe I said he sucked. And I don't think this is the first time that I say he sucked. I mean, I think him and him and Triari are about in the same boat. Um, we can ship them back to what their respective teams. Um, I don't think either one of them needs to be in our side. Um, but, I mean, they're only going to grow. I mean, they're only going to get better. But it's just like at the expense of us, we're going to put out almost a liability in those two positions at some points because, you know, Traore is going to come in at some point. He looks mild. He, I mean, he almost looks further out than Oksua does. And LaRucci, he's just in there because for the sake of we don't have anybody healthy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ot's gone. Lowe's gone. Thank God we got Luke Thomas now. Yeah, um, who,
0: it, in, in, a, in a cameo, I thought he, he looked really, really good, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he starts against Tottenham for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, somebody with defensive solidity, solidity, and um, we don't need him to go forward that much.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. 21st minute, Norwood puts a great ping out on the right-hand side for Baldock. He chests it for Hamer who won twos with Balduck. Balduck pulls the ball back for Hamer, who has a shot at Pickford's near post, and it takes a very good save indeed from the England international to keep that ball out. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really great work. I think that was one of our best worked plays there, I think, you know, to start the season. Uh, the the connection and the chemistry between Balduck and Hamer there was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, like, we're already a goal down. It's it's not like we just gave up and conceded possession back to Everton. We we went and we were starting to poke and prod and try to look for space to create opportunities. And we were the better team after going behind, which is weird to say for United because usually yeah. when we go to behind, it's like oh damn, we're we're done, we're done.
0: Yep, I agree with you. We were we definitely were the better the better team after we conceded. 29th minute Pickford from a goal kick boots it down pitch. He finds Beto who can't control it properly. It falls for Egan who makes a mistake, gives it right to Dan Juma who has a shot that, that just misses. And then, and then 33rd minute, really something from nothing here as Sousa in the midfield passes for Ahmed Hadzic who finds Hamer out on the right. He puts in a fantastic cross from McBurney in the middle of the box he lays it off for Archer, who just calmly strokes it into the top right corner. Pickford glued to the line, didn't even move. Love the arrow, Selly, from Archer, and uh, brilliantly taken goal. Well worked and 1-1 at that point.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really well taken goal. Um, everything you want to see from a striker <laughs> at this level. And uh, the untapped potential in Cameron Archer is pretty... Probably going to do wonders for us this year. Um, yeah, that was it, like you said, something out of nothing. Pickford just had to stand there and watch it go by. It was, I mean, dare I say, I mean, we have how many goals have we scored this year? Six. Uh, that's probably the best one. Maybe rivaling hamers. I don't know. Four goals. We've only scored four. I thought we scored more than that. Mm, nope. Damn. Oh yeah, we did double up our tally. Yeah, yeah, four, ooh, four. But out of the four, I think that's the best one so far.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, well, an argument could be made for that Hamer goal against Forest. I mean, yeah, what, true. what a strike that was! Yeah. Forty fourth minute. Young at the halfway line finds beto who first times it around the corner for an on running Dan Juma, who overruns it a little bit, and while he's trying to like cut. Into a shooting position, West pounces on the ball and kills that chance for Everton. And then well into stoppage time in the first half, 45 plus three, a great pass from the back for Hamer. Close to the halfway line, he chests it and puts it over the top of an Everton head for Archer, who controls it. He runs close to the top of the D before curling just a sweet ball that absolutely rattles the post. He beats Pickford. It rebounds off of Pickford's head and into the back of the net, and we go up two one. One of the funniest own goals you'll see. Um, little did we know at the time the head of Pickford, uh, as Blades Pod put it, uh, giveth and then taketh away. Later yeah. in the match, um, we'll get we'll certainly get to that. And um, that was the last chance of the first half. Um, you know, high spirits going into halftime, but uh, that wouldn't last long. But your thoughts on that on that second goal, Chad?
1: Um, I've seen a lot of goals go in and a lot of own goals. Uh, that is one weird one there. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that is a, uh, yeah, that, that was a, I didn't know if I wanted to laugh or celebrate or what I was like, what the hell just happened here? I mean, talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Pickford jumps for that, tries to save it, misses it, it's laying on the floor in the Ball comes off the post, hits him in the head, and goes in. Like, what the hell? <laughs> That's got to be some crazy-ass bad luck. But, I mean, as you, you alluded to later in this one, his head will do him some good. But, yeah, I mean, it was a it, another well-struck ball by Archer. And, I mean, if the goal is probably, what, two feet wider, it, it slams in again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, agreed. I mean – I, I think he probably thought it was in off the fly uh, there, and I think he kind of like just watched it, you know, rebound off of Pickford's head. Yeah. it's just a disappointment that he doesn't get credit for that, you know. Yeah, right. Because he obviously he did all the work there, and also disappointing that Hamer doesn't get an assist as well because it was a really really good pass from Hamer to yep. find Archer there.
1: Really good build up play, yeah.
0: Yep, one hundred percent. 46th minute right off the kickoff. United have to uh, try and find McBurney like they always do, which never works. Um, Dan Juma intercepts. He finds Beto, who has a shot that just misses to the right. 55th minute Everton's second goal here. And as we stated earlier, a breakdown from United. There were like three attempts to foul players in the lead up to the goal. As Everton go down the right-hand side towards our relatively weak defense. On that side and DeCore passes for Patterson who puts the ball to Garner who's fouled but it's play on from the referee falls to Beto he passes back for Patterson on the right hand side he fizzes in across to an unmarked Dan Juma and it's a simple tap in. tap in a a complete defensive breakdown as we said. Um, Yeah, just disappointing, you know,
1: the one thing I will say about this goal is it was demoralizing. As it was, it just – I didn't feel like Everton were going to get another one. It was just like, damn, that was so easy. And it's like – I feel teams like that can just – like any other team could do that, but we would struggle to have a goal like that where it's just swept in and like swept around the back line, just swept home for a goal. It's just like, damn, those are the easy ones, man, that you always want, but it never seemed to fall for us.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 56 minute Everton come again. Decore has a shot from outside the box that is saved easily by Wes. 58th minute Norwood he was pinging them all over in this game. He pings a great ball for ball over the top. He receives inside the box. He passes to nobody in particular. Everton try to clear it's played right to Hamer. Um, it like kind of rebounds against Hamer to LaRucci. Who goes for glory? But he skies it, you know, from about twelve yards out. He had Hamer to his right, and then McBurney in the box, and you know he had to like his man was sat in front of him, so he had to try to pull it onto his left boot and and go for it. But I mean, I think he had easier plays to try to work it, you know, um, and I I think that just kind of speaks to the inexperience of Larucci and. Why I don't think he should be starting anymore. You know he should be coming on in cameo roles at most for me, especially now that we have Luke Thomas.
1: Yeah, uh, you do make a great point there, and I, I I don't think he starts anymore either. Um, Just we gotta get him. It's hard to it's it would be hard to do, but is there an opportunity for him to play in like during the midweek with the under? 21s or what like under 23s just to get him a little bit more game time. Yeah. Because he he's lost out there. The dude's lost. And I don't know. Great. I don't, I'm not discrediting his football skills, but the dude is lost his last year's Easter egg out there. It's like he I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's just it's one of those like his league that he was playing in, yes, I understand it's a completely different league to England. And I understand he's going to have growing pains, but dude looks a mile off the damn game, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And look, I mean, he made a couple of defensive mistakes, you know, that one that led to our, uh, our, our conceding that second goal. You know, um, he just he doesn't close down his man out on the left fast enough. And, um, you know, they're able to pick out passes very easily i mean i've seen it countless times this season already you know
1: yeah yeah you're not wrong you are not wrong
0: 69th minute nice thank god larucci is subbed off for thomas and then basham replaces an injured egan that was a little bit worrying to see but also you know um i thought we were better defensively overall once egan was subbed off and ahmed hadzic kind of replaced him in the center of, of our, our back three there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's an almost instant impact from Thomas, the Leicester City loanee, as Baldock down the right puts in a not great cross, but Thomas somehow picks it out and he hammers it right into Pickford, like inside the six-yard box. Um, it then falls for Hamer, who has a strike, but it's blocked. Um, yeah, I mean, Pickford just comes out and makes himself big and, you know, Thomas like whacks it against pickford there but um yeah has a shot and you know he was solid defensively thomas when he came in
1: yeah it wasn't bad i mean uh, he did everything you'd like to see i mean you're not gonna want him to give the ball away a million times you know he he's played at this level before so he should be comfortable and you know as we alluded to earlier put him in the team for Spurs. Agreed. I mean, he's in there for more of a defensive role. He's not going to get forward as much, and that's I'm okay with that. We got Baldock yeah, think... who does that. Baldock does that. He can't defend, but he can he can go forward. I'd much rather have that on on Luke Thomas, you know.
0: And I think we have a cre- creative enough midfield now to the point where, you know, there isn't that pressure for the wingbacks to be as creative going forward. He can focus more on being, you know, defensively solid for us.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right.
0: And, and let's not forget. I mean, he has a lot of experience in this league. I mean, he played a lot of games for Leicester City, like in the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean he, won, still, he won the FA Cup. Yeah. You know? so, so I mean, he knows how he knows the rigors of this league. So I feel comfortable with him. And based on that that cameo he had on Saturday didn't didn't turn me away. Certainly, certainly didn't make me want Max Low back in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and who knows when he'll come back. I mean, we have so many injuries right now. It's absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, uh, probably next year sometime, right before we start the season.
0: Yeah, <laughs> knowing our our track record in history. 75th minute, Traore replaces Archer. I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, Archer was kind of out of steam there, but uh, Traore just wasn't right for this game, was he? I mean – I think Asula probably would have been better, but I think you know the way Hecky saw it, we needed somebody pacey up forward, and that you know that's Triore. But at this level, he's just getting bullied off the ball on a regular basis. I think he really needs to hit the gym, put on you know five ten pounds of muscle, just so he's not bullied off the ball as frequently. Yeah.
1: yeah no, you're right. I mean, he's got to change up something because he looks like a kid playing a. a, a... With grown adults, like, like I think it was Bladespod that said um McBurney is like having an adult striker, and Triore is not an adult striker. He's like, basically, like he looks like a kid. And there's no offense to him. It's just that's how his build is. And if he doesn't get his build right, you know, he's going to end up getting knocked on his ass every time he tries to win a ball.
0: Yeah and I mean the way we're playing into this young season you know at the at most he's going to have balls over the top to pick off on but uh, by the same token we're in the Premier League. I mean I think in the championship that it works a little bit better when you're just kind of hoofing it over the top and hoping one of your strikers after beating their back line is able to get on the ball but yeah in this league I you're not going to get many chances that way.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: 76 minute Hamer off a free kick puts it into the box it's cleared out by Beto but only as far as Robinson who has a first time shot that is skied over the bar and you know it's not really his game Robinson you know trying to whack one from you know 20 15 20 yards out 80th minute off a free kick Ashley Young drives the ball that slightly stings the hands of Wes who makes the save relatively easily and then Not much happened until deep, deep, deep into stoppage time. Well beyond the allotted initial six minutes. 99th minute last chance for romance. As Norwood puts in a fantastic corner. McBurney gets a great head to it. And Pickford is there. Saves it against the bar. Somehow falls for McBurney again. Who, you know, just tries to, like, touch it in. And Pickford again. Off of his head saves it you know, a nigh impossible two saves from Pickford there, and that was it full time whistle immediately after that chance and um you know, unfortunately, Pickford snatches a point from the jaws of nothing basically for everton,
1: yeah, he did save their ass. I mean, Nate unlucky as we were. It was a hell of a save by him. I mean, just throwing everything and anything at the at the ball at that time, last ditch, last chance saloon. What do you know? We blew full time. It, it was it was nice to see him at full time embrace McBurney. Like it was kind of like a good on good, like, yeah, I saved your ass, but you had a pretty good shot, you know, that could have went in. <laughs> on another day, it could have went in. But damn, I just thought the biggest thing I thought when the full time whistle blew was like. We just pissed three points down the drain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I I, mean, I think that this was, yeah, yet
0: another game against a, a club that we're fully expecting to be in the bottom half of the table. Um, And, you know, are these two points basically that we're going to rue at the end of the season when we're in and around the bottom, you know, in a real relegation scrap? And you know, is this going to be? Are we going to look back at this game and at that opportunity and be like, that That was it. That was the season on, on McBurney's head and foot, right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. If it comes down to that, that's going to be that is going to be heartbreaking, man. That's yeah. that's going to suck.
0: Yep. I mean, a couple a couple things uh, go our way, and you know, we're on five points right now you know, yeah. realistically, like, you know, LaRucci boots that ball out of play against city.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, we, we don't concede that awful, awful goal to forest um, and and this chance, you know? So, I mean, that, that football is truly, truly, truly a game of inches.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And this sounds depressing We're we're, you know, don't get us wrong. Like we're, we're disappointed, but i it's it, you know, that's not the season. I mean,
1: no, not at all. 30,
0: 34 games left to play in this season, and a lot of them are winnable. A lot of them, uh, we can pick up a point. I think Tottenham is a wonderful opportunity where we could possibly get a point. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but uh, we are at a much better position now with McAtee coming back in. Um and we'll get to we'll get to Mac in in, in a couple minutes here. But first, Chad, I, I wanted to hear from you who was your man of the match in this one.
1: Um I'd probably say if I had to pick a lot of people have given it to McBurney McBurney did have a good game. I'd give it to Archer because he had the two efforts. Obviously the goal and then the the, the deflected goal. But I mean he was there, there, here, and there. He, obviously, I think the reason why he didn't play the full nineties, they got to get him up to match fitness because he didn't really play much Ed Villa to, to start the season. So, I mean, I'll give it to Archer. I'll go away from what everybody's saying with McBurney.
0: Yeah, I think Archer is a good shout. I mean, I I do think McBurney was you know the best player on the pitch, but you know by the same token, I think Hamer had a great game as well. H-hammer, Hamer, Hamer. I don't know what I'm going to call him. I'm just going to kind of switch back and forth throughout the season until I hear him say his own name on on SUTV. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it to McBurney just because I think it's clear and obvious that he was the best man, best player on the pitch.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's talk return of the Mac. Um, absolutely brilliant from from United social media team. Uh, that goofy fucking smile on McBurney's face. Uh, you absolutely love to see it. Um, obviously, we know what he can do. Granted, he's not had a lot of time at this level, but at the, by the same token, he slides right into that first team against Tottenham for me. I don't know who you have coming out, though. That's that's the biggest decision that we're going to need to make. I mean, does Vinny Souza come out uh, in replace of McAtee and we set up more offensively? I mean, how do you think... McAtee will be used. Who is dropped from the team sheet for you at
1: this point, Chad? I think we do take Souza out and put almost put him ahead. Play Hamer in a defensive role and Norwood in almost a defensive role and play him in front of those two behind Archer and McBurney when we're, you know, they'll be he'll be the linchpin from the mid the back of the midfield to the strikers you know I I, that's how that's how I uh that's how I envision him playing
0: alternatively I mean you could take Norwood out I know that that's a controversial take but you could take Norwood out and have you know both Hamer and uh and Souza kind of play a little bit more defensive midfield you play uh McAtee kind of just behind the strikers and um you know, more of a more of a diamond or a triangle formation there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the I think we'll see, probably see something similar to that against Spurs. We're probably, you know, I, I mean, we're not we're not pulling up any trees against Spurs. Maybe we we nick one or something, but I think that Spurs game will be more of a an experimental game to see you know, how we can play and who can play. I think we will probably make a decent amount of midfield substitutions in this one.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, the other thing you could do is you could have Max sat on the bench um, and then either sub him for, you know, McBurney and like the 65th minute. I mean, it'll obviously be predicated upon how the the game is going. I mean, if we're down 2-0, you know, you just chuck him on. We set up a little bit more offensively. Maybe that changes the game. You know, if we're in if we're in the ascendancy, um, or win even winning at that point, you know, I mean maybe you want to go a little bit more defensively.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It'll it it it'll completely depend, um, but we will see what happens. Any other thoughts on the return of the Mac before we head out here, Chad?
1: No, I I'm just glad to see he's back and um I think I might get his kit. When yeah. when I decide to buy the away and uh, third and all the rest of the goalkeeper kits,
0: you you're gonna buy that third kit. You see, it's the first kit that I've seen in a couple of years where I'm like, I'm not gonna buy that one.
1: Yeah, well, I think it'll be hanging around for a while because no one's gonna really want to buy it, and so maybe they'll discount it right off the straight off the bat. But no, I'll I'll get it eventually at some point. But I do really like that. Um, Mac is back in our team, and I think he changes it a bit for for the better. And, you know, who knows where we end up at the end of the season with this team? Do we yeah. add to it in January? Do we say, screw it, are we far enough off the pace where we start looking into selling? I don't know. It's It's, it's an interesting prospect to see where we end up to the next transfer window come the first of the year.
0: Yeah. I 100% I mean I look I still think at some point we're going to need some sort of backup for Wes. You know, I at some point he's going to pick up a little injury, the accumulation of games is going to get to him um where we're going to need somebody, you know, uh to come in. I think in January that's where I'd be looking personally. But as far as you know, our team right now, I think we're relatively set. Um this is what we're going to have to go, go forward with. I mean, the, the concern additionally is that we're probably not going to have any money, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we spent basically 55 million pounds in this yeah. transfer window. So um, that's far off, for, you know, and granted, look, we can talk about, you know, the outgoings and the cash that the cash flow that that brought in. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good window. The one thing that we didn't do when we made our video was kind of rank how this transfer window went? I mean, you know, on on a grade A through F, Chad, how how do you feel this transfer transfer window went?
1: I think I'm just going to go with a C. I, I'm I'm not going to say because it's too early to pass judgment. I mean, the names, yeah, they're they are what they are, but I can't judge. I can't justify. Come January, I'll be able to ass- assess where we. If we revisit this question, you know, in one of our podcasts in January, hey, how's our transfer window doing? Then I can give it a better level answer because we haven't proven anything. We've only played four games and McAtee hasn't even played for us. So once we get about 10 or 15 games on our belt for each one of these players, then I can then I can rank it adequately. But right now I'll give it a C or a C. What is that, like a 7 out
0: of 10? Yeah, I I, I mean, I think that that's a pretty good shout. I'm going to say a little bit higher. I'm going to give it either a B minus to a B. So, you know, like a, a solid 7.5 to 8.5, somewhere in that range out of 10. Um, I thought we did probably the best business that we could with this window. Hamer has been definitely influential in games. Archer's already proven, you know, that he can get it done at this level. Um, I think Vinny Souza is like flying under the radar as quietly one of the best signings that we've had at this level. Um, you know, I think he's been good every game that he's played. Just solid. Not, you know, he's not he's not going to wow you or whatever, but he does all the the little things correct. You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. That and makes then sense.
0: and then you know some more. You know, we more squad depth um, with top, bringing Thomas in. Uh, you know, we can talk about Triori how he's not ready for this level, but, you know, and, and look, I mean, honest Ben Slamani, we don't know how he's going to do. And if he's even going to come into the side, cause he still remains out, I, either he's out or heck he's just not picked him for, for the side yet. And, um, now that we have McAtee who plays kind of very similarly, a little bit more of an attacking midfield presence, we're probably not going to see a whole heck of a lot of honest Ben Slamani.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah you never know injury cri- injury crisis is about to is bound to bite us at some point so come on in there anus <laughs>
0: so before we go get going here um i do want to give a big shout out uh to jeff Newsom, who is a fan of the podcast and um just a great guy He uh, sent me the shirt that I'm wearing, obviously you listening at home cannot see, uh, but after Billy Sharp signed for LA Galaxy, he sent me, it's a 2021-2022 home kit, that Adidas Randox kit, and uh, it's got Billy Sharp on the back. He actually sent me a couple of bottles, a a few bottles of Hendo's with it. He sent me a, a pair of shorts, of United shorts, and he sent me a pair of United socks, so Full kit wanker here. uh, Thanks to Mr. Newsome. Um, So, yeah, big, big shout out. Thank you, Jeff. Really, really do appreciate it. And I will be enjoying those bottles of Hendo's. I just got to make the pies, you know? Yeah, right. So I think that just about does it for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. If you haven't done so already, please give us a follow on social media, at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type in red half of Sheffield on your YouTube search bar. Chad does those previews with the opposing fans every single week. Those are not to be missed. Uh, They are even given the stamp of approval by Chef United Way's very own Hal. So um, definitely do check those out. And Mr. Jarvis, where can the people follow you on social media?
1: See Jarvis underscore 13 on all the stuff.
0: And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at Sunpuck on Instagram and at nessman 930 on Twitter slash X. Well, until next week, we may or may not do a preview podcast. Uh, Chad's preview uh, with the opposing fan may be sufficient. We will see what happens. But uh, at the very least, until our game against Tottenham, up the blades, Chad.
1: Up the blades.
0: Come on, you red and white wizards.